You're listening to the What's Happening in Christmas Lighting podcast with David Henry. He'll be giving you tips, tricks, ideas, news on new gear, but most importantly, help you make a great Christmas light show. Welcome to episode 8 of What's Happening in Christmas Lighting. In today's episode, we'll be talking everything props, where you can get them, what they are, and how to use them. We'll also take a quick dive back into history on how props started. And David will let you know where crystal is, because in today's episode, there's no crystal. We'll also tell you why we are not talking about any new products in this episode. Let's find out more and dive in with David. Hey friends, David here, and welcome to What's Happening in Christmas Lighting. I'm David, your host, and yes, I am by my lonesome. Uh, Crystal's not here on the Zoom as she has been previously. Uh, she actually found a new opportunity, which is cool. Uh, I'm sad, though, because um, she was, you know, growing a company means uh, you have part-time people, and sometimes they're good people, and, you know, they, they find another thing, and that's tough, but it, it is what it is. We'll, we'll continue to move on and uh, keep doing good things for Christmas lighting. So, today's topic, what in the world, uh, back to our kind of uh, entry series, you know, about new things in Christmas lighting. What in the world are props in Christmas lighting? What does that refer to? And where slash how do I get them? That's a good question. We'll have some history. We'll have some trivia. We'll not talk about new products today. I'll tell you why later. Uh, <laughs> and all that. But today's topic, props, guys. Um, so, props in a short answer are what you stick your pixels in in an animated Christmas light show. Let's talk about why. Okay. Why do you have to stick your lights in something? Like, obviously, if you've done regular Christmas lights, not like an animated light show where you're just putting lights up on your house, on your bushes, on your trees, whatever, you just kind of can string them up any way you want, right? And it, and it works. It looks cool. Um, but when you bring in animation, the problem becomes, or the opportunity, the scenario, becomes that you have to basically tell the computer, or the computer has to have some way of knowing um, where all the lights are so that it can make smooth animations across them. So it... It does what's called pixel mapping, where it knows where the lights are because you told it, and then the animations look right. They look good. If something sweeps from left to right, you get a nice clean sweep from left to right. And so props help us to do that in a couple ways. One is it saves time. Being able to import a standard prop into X-Lights and work with it means that um, you're not building like a bunch of single lines basically and just drawing out where like every single little dot is, right? You're, you're not doing that, okay? Um, so that's the first part. It saves you time on that. Number two, um, it gets the spacing consistent. And so having the consistent spacing just generally looks better. And so most props are going to have, if it's something that's like a straight line or a grid or, a, or what we call a matrix or even a mega tree, um, you know, the tree looking things, uh, Having consistent spacing across the entire object just always makes the animations look better. It makes your show look neater, better, etc. And uh, then the third part is, well, 
There's really only two parts. <laughs> um, is you know that's basically it. It's like having consistent spacing, having the ability to work off either models that are already built into Xlight or, or downloading the custom models into Xlights of these props means that you can drag and drop these things into your show's layout. And then when you're building it physically, you can put your lights into these props following the prescribed path in the custom model. Um, and then, or if it's just something like a grid or whatnot, you're, you're going to wire it the way that you build it inside the computer, though you can, you can wire it first and build it second, um, etc. That also totally works. Um, but regardless, you know, that's how it's going to work. So then the question becomes, well, where do I get these things, right? Um, and that's where we kind of get into some history. If you haven't been around the Christmas lighting hobby, maybe you're just getting started with an animated Christmas light show. Uh, you'll probably know, or you could, you could guess, I would imagine, you could gander, right, at the fact that, um, you know, this hobby, animated Christmas lighting, came from a 100%, you know, DIY methodology, right? Like, when the people who started, who were the first people making this, um, you know, making this hobby, when they were first animating lights on their house, there were no companies building props, right? You couldn't go to, like, Boscoyo Studios, the original. Um, we'll make sure to link to it in the show notes. Um, or, you know, uh, Gilbert Engineering. You can look them up, gilbertengineering.com. Um, you know, you can go to either of these places and there's all these pre-made props that, that you can choose from, you can buy. They tell you how to wire them. It's wonderful. Back in the day when people, when the first people were doing this and, and working, you know, with shows and trying to animate these Christmas light pixels and, and really working really much harder than we do today uh, um, without near as cool of a show because they didn't have the tools we have that a lot of them have made, where they were taking, you know, pieces of foam board or plywood, drilling holes in it, putting the lights into it. Or maybe they would use what are called square pixel nodes that you can zip tie to PVC pipe, um, other types of pixels you can mount in different ways, etc. Um, but at the end of the day, a prop is, is really there so that you can have a repeatable, easy to set up way of putting your lights in the patterns they need to be um, so that you can set up your show both in the computer and in real life, have them match or be, be close to matching so that you're able to have a really good result. Okay, so so that that's props. That's basically what it looks like. Um, you don't have to buy them. You can make them. And in fact, if you go like on Facebook to the official x support group, you'll see people making props from time to time. It's a totally legitimate way of doing it. There's things like, like I have a bunch of Boscoya mini trees in my yard. Some people build mini trees out of potato, potato, tomato cages. Um, and so there's always ways to do things the DIY to use off the shelf parts rather than ordering. Sometimes it's worth the time savings to order, I, I argue, a lot of the time. But other people, you know, they like building things with their hand. They want to build their own props. And you could totally do that. There's no reason why you can't do that. It's just going to take more time, but it's also more creative. If you enjoy that kind of thing, then hey, 
go for it, right? Um, you know, those, those are props. Um, so where does that leave us? Well, um, new products. So why are we not talking about new products today? Well, if you're new to this hobby, um, this show is going to release on around July 1st, end of June, early July in 2023, okay? And so then you, you go ahead and you say, hmm, okay, why aren't we talking about any new products? So we're basically, what, what we're getting into here is we um, we basically are, are getting to what I would consider the start of the season. I mean, I, I think, you know, that that um, you should start as early as possible. And actually, I should go finish my window frames from last year that I never finished. Um, you should start as early as you can. But, you know, I would say just in watching the industry, watching when people start watching, when people really start looking for stuff, buying stuff, such as from LauranChristmasLightingStore.com, and, and, you know, getting to go, um, it definitely, there's a huge uptick in activity um, in July. You know, it's obviously the kind of, uh, you know, Christmas in July you think about, etc., and, uh, and that's when things really start. And there is the, the, I would say the biggest trade show slash, um, opportunity to get out and see people in this hobby for the hobby space is one called Christmas Expo, which typically happens in July. Okay. Um, and so that's, uh, helpful as well. And so anyway, all that to say, um, you know, that's why we're not talking about new products, because there's about to be a a pretty big, uh, you know, it's about to be a pretty big trade show for this hobby. And really, like, it's interesting, actually, kind of running a store now and, and being, you know, more involved in this hobby, because uh, the busy, the busy season really doesn't wind down when the season ends in December because people are still thinking about their shows. It really winds down in like February. Um, like it, it slows down. Sure. After everybody gets going in December and whatnot, but it, but it really slows down finally after like February, um, sometimes March. All that to say, uh, cool stuff. One thing we do see this year, which is interesting is more and more vendors in the space, including us really, um, at Lauren Christmas Lighting Store, getting more into the Halloween type stuff and, and interactive stuff there. Um, for example, Boscoyo Studio had stuff at the Midwest Haunters show. They had a product they called the Wormhole, which is a really cool, uh, easy to set up walkthrough tunnel with full animation on it. Really cool stuff. Um, would you use it for Christmas? Probably not, but that's not the point. Um, and so, you know, we, we definitely see some new stuff. Uh, there was the Midwest Haunters convention, etc., which was recent. Um, but regardless, uh, you know, coming up soon in a few weeks is probably when we're going to start seeing some new stuff in the hobby, and I'm excited for it. So, all that to say. Thank you guys so much for listening. I know this was a shorter one. We'll figure it out. Um, but really appreciate you guys and uh, really appreciate everybody who listens here, everybody who watches the channel on YouTube, everybody, of course, who gets their lights from Learn Christmas Lighting Store. And uh, we'd love to help you. We'll be uh, having a new episode soon where we're going to talk about how early in the year should we start on our Christmas light show. And and if I, David, could recommend like a schedule of when you should do stuff, what would that be. We'll talk about that on our next episode. If you're subscribed, you'll get it. So that's, that's a good thing to do. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the What's Happening in Christmas Lighting Podcast with David Henry. 
If you are interested in our Domi Nobim or any other Christmas lighting equipment, please visit our Christmas lighting store at store.learnchristmaslighting.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please listen to our other episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Don't forget to grab our free guide to begin with Christmas lighting on learnchristmaslighting.com. Learn Christmas lighting, helping you bring the fun back in Christmas lighting.